For more than two decades, I've been working with people to help them find meaning, experience salvation, overcome guilt, rise above the vices of their life, things like addictions, angers, anxieties. I can certainly say that I'm not perfect in these things. I've had my share of anger and anxieties over the years. I certainly can thank God that I've not had any addictions. I'm quite fortunate in that regard. But I've worked with my fair share of individuals that have come to the church that I pastor with all manner of brokenness. Frequently, people are inspired or even compelled to come to church because something in their life is amiss. They've lost a job. They've lost a loved one. Their marriage is failing, falling apart, or it's been completely dissolved. They've come to the realization that their life is on the wrong path, or they've come completely to the end of their rope. Now, it would be wrong to say that this is true for everyone that comes to church. Many of the people that begin coming to our church are simply looking for a community to belong to, or a place to raise a family, a place for connection with God and with one another. But there are those that are significantly broken. And it is fascinating as a pastor to watch the progression, the transformation that happens to broken people as they begin to be confronted by the broken things in their lives, as they start to see their lives in light of the scriptures or to see their lives in contrast to the lives of others within the church. Many times when people begin to be confronted by these things, they will try to shift the focus of the light that is exposing their brokenness onto other things. So they will point out the issues in other people's lives or the problems in society to try to divert the attention away from themselves. A group of people basically did that in Luke chapter 13. Jesus had spoken a series of cautions, of warnings to the people that were listening to him. And then they came to Jesus and they tried to redirect the conversation to some of the political or societal issues of their day, to Pontius Pilate, the Roman governor of Judea, who had done something insanely wrong recently, and it was apparently in the news of the day. He had most certainly overstepped the separation of church and state, and if they had the power to recall him, then they no doubt would have. Somehow, in some way, there was an incursion of the Roman political system into the religious precincts of the temple at Jerusalem, and in the process, some of the zealous Jewish worshipers were massacred on the holy grounds of the temple, and the people of Jesus' day were indignant. They were infuriated by this assault, and as they no doubt presumed that Jesus was the Messiah, and he was, just not the Messiah that they expected, they wanted him to weigh in. They expected a Messiah that would overturn the political systems of their day and establish his rule and reign. So they came to Jesus for his word on this situation. And his word was absolutely not what they expected, not what they wanted. Remember, I said that this interaction came upon the heels of Jesus giving a warning to the religious people of his day, and they were trying to shift the focus from themselves to the political and societal problems about them. 
but he wasn't having it. Instead, he said to them as they came to him, Do you suppose that these Galileans were worse sinners than all other Galileans because they suffered such things, those that were killed on the temple precincts? I tell you no, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Or those 18 on whom the tower of Siloam fell and killed them, do you think that they were worse sinners than all the men who dwelt in Jerusalem? I tell you no, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. They would have liked to have shifted the focus from themselves, but he redirects it back to them. Unless you repent. We try to shift the focus off of ourselves, but Jesus wants to deal directly with us. He wants to address our brokenness and our sin. He says, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. God wants to transform you But it starts with this, a change of mind that changes the orientation of your life. It's called repentance. It's something to think about. We'll see you next time.